I'm Christian Chiller. Welcome to my podcast, an enthusiastic ramble through whatever has taken my interest the past week or so. Expect technology, games, history, travel, geekery, and as always, much, much more. Hello, everybody. Welcome. Welcome to Chinchilla Squeak with me, Chris Chinchilla. This is going to just be a short, quite quick links roundup before next week and then the probably the following few weeks there'll be a whole lot of kubernetes related coverage as i hit kubecon again and i've already started doing some interviews around it actually so before that craziness begins it's just you me and some cool things from the internet first in the craziness of ai everywhere (laughs) at the moment Here's one you might not have predicted from Hackster.io. A chat GPT client is developed to run on a 1984 IBM PC running MS-DOS. Hmm. <laughs> Interestingly, I actually share an office with, uh, with a guy who still uses DOS and some other ancient operating systems and has actually got them connected to the internet, has got an SSD card connected to them. But I often walk in on him playing uh, Doom or Quake in about three frames per second. But still, the fact he does it is kind of cool. And this is something similar. And it actually follows a fairly similar trajectory in that the, the hacker has to get it to run slowly Uh, Quoting here, 2.77 megahertz, not gigahertz, 640 kilobytes of memory, very low resolution graphics, um, reduced networking capabilities, shall we say, and then how on earth it's going to communicate with the the open API, I always say the open API AI, the open AI API. Wow, okay, it's always confusing. And so they did manage to do this through C, Uh, sending post requests and returns in JSON, which is also interesting because I'm not 100% sure if JSON was even a data format then. And then we have a wonderful screenshot here of uh, it running in in DOS. And I mean, if you've ever used DOS, if you're old enough to remember DOS, kind of looks like a lot like the DOS experience, like a like a terminal is these days. So uh, what's the what's the um, what's the me, I am an IBM 5155 portable PC. Nice to meet you. You're one of the first portable computers released by IBM, etc., etc., etc. Interestingly, it can't seem to handle the carriage returns on this screen, and the letters, oh, sorry, the words get uh, split all over the place. And uh, ChatGPT also gets the specs of the computer wrong, but still fascinating. No real point to it, but still, why the hell not? On the subject of old things, here's another one from the Internet Archive. The Internet Arcade, web-based library of arcade coin-operated video games from the 1970s to 1990s emulated in JS MAME. And I can see some of my favorites before I even scrolled very far. Sonic the Hedgehog 2, Street Fighter, Tetris, Speed Up, uh, Tekken, Oh, Pac-Man, Dragon Ball Z. And now I'm starting to see things I don't recognize so much. More Street Fighter, Dungeons and Dragons, uh, Sonic the Hedgehog Original, Bomberman, mm, and more Tekken, Pac-Mania, 
and many, many, many. Oh, Gauntlet. Oh, my God. Oh, many, many more. Anyway, oh, Shinobi. Oh, God, I have some fun here. I mean, a lot of these I have uh, got through emulators, but um, I must admit I'm eternally forgetting where I've put uh, the ROMs <laughs> that I've required legally, of course. And in this particular place, I can just um, just run it in the browser, which is which is quite cool. I wonder if I can use a controller. I'm going to have to try some of these. But I love this kind of stuff. Uh, it's really cool. This is kind of a really cool application of technology, keeping things going. I always sort of worry that uh, a lot of the mediums we have um, used and lost over the years will mean that unlike that we can understand history from thousands of years ago because it's on uh, clay tablets, not, not tablets like iPads, clay tablets and, and papyrus and things like that. And we can use our eyes to read it. We may not be able to understand it, but we can still read it. Whereas a, a NES games cartridge um, in a hundred years, will be able to read it and something like this? Well, I guess it, um, I hope it uh, gives a more lasting version of, of, of these, these relics, I suppose we can think of them. But uh, whether that remain, whether that is the case remains to be seen, of course. We won't know. But uh, I like the fact people try. Finally, in my links for the week, this is from ZDNet from Jack Wallen. It's time for open source users to open their wallets. I think the little subtext says it all, really. History has shown that open source users prefer their software free of charge. But that's a problem for a lot of companies trying to keep the lights on. This is something that you see increasingly so, um, especially now that things are tightening in the tech world, that um, a, lot of, a lot of companies released open source projects just because they had some VC money. And then as the, the backers want their money back, they have to find ways to, ways to monetize it. And then you annoy your users and et cetera, et cetera. And people have got kind of used to just getting things for free and just assuming that someone somewhere was paying for it. And now, increasingly so, that person is the user, um, just your normal user. And um, especially on desktop operating systems like Linux, those users often don't want to. And uh, this article digs into that. And some of the companies that tried to monetize open source in this much more direct way and constantly um, meeting resistance. And this goes from small indie developers to big well-known open source companies annoying their users on a fairly regular basis by wanting them to pay. Uh, and, and I think users sometimes being quite selfish and forgetting that um, people, infrastructure, etc., cost money too. And how to get that balance right. The article doesn't really go into much details of solutions, but does do quite a good way of... Um, of presenting the problem anyway. If you have any ideas on a solution, I mean, there's a lot of people you could contact, but maybe contact me and you can find more of my details at christianschiller.com. So then a little bit from me, um, one article, I have a couple of others in, uh, in process, but one article uh, detailing the day that I accidentally locked myself out of the house. <laughs> And had to try and figure out how I could work on my phone all day and uh, how difficult that was. So you can read that on Medium and then over on YouTube, a few things. I looked at um, interactive fiction with Inform 7, which was interesting. It's a sort of text interpreting um, way of creating interactive fiction, a bit different from some of the others we've got used to. 
I looked at GitHub Blocks, a new in, in uh, preview feature from GitHub that kind of adds dynamic blocks, almost like CMSs used to do, to your GitHub page. I looked at Writer's Brew, a macOS universal writing assistant, but I couldn't really get it to work, so it didn't last very long. And then finally, in a very, very sort of rushed and rough video, I kicked off a new um, video series I'm going to be doing with Porsche from uh, Cecil Agency, where we're going to be having a new um, kind of technical writing uh, video podcast stream thing. <laughs> so head over to YouTube to find all of those. Those things aside, it's been quite a busy few weeks. I've been traveling a lot. So I have a lot of, as always, things in progress, but not quite completed. A new fiction or relaunched fiction podcast is getting quite close. Um, I am currently shopping my book around to agents and working on some short story collections, getting some new artwork commissioned for those. I have been converting a lot of old music to Ableton, again, with the intention of uploading those. So lots of things in progress, but nothing quite finished. You can always find everything I'm up to, all of my details at christianchilder.com. Reach out to me. Let me know um, what you think about some of the things I covered today on any of the various channels that I put content out on. And I'll be back next week with a whole series of interviews coming up over the next sort of uh, month, to six weeks. So thank you very much for joining me and take care, everybody. I hope you enjoyed the show. Find out more about me at chrischinchilla.com where you can find show notes, sign up for my newsletter and find all of my writing games, work, and video links. There's also details on how to get in touch with me. And if you want to get even closer to what I do, join my Discord server for behind-the-scenes discussions and helping me produce my shows and work. <laughs>